Welcome to the True Elegance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bumia Kikube, also known as Dr. B. Through solo episodes and guest sessions, we delve into the timeless qualities of style, grace, and sophistication and uncover what makes you truly elegant. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on this empowering journey of becoming truly elegant. Hello, Elegant Tribe. Welcome to another amazing episode of the True Elegance Podcast. Today, I have a special guest on the show who is an HR professional, a career transition coach, and an executive search consultant. She holds a master's degree and is a certified UMAP coach. We'll be getting to learn more about that today. And she also prepares folks for interview skills. Um, she's an interview skills training expert. Welcome with me, Gina Riley. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm excited to be here and to chat with you today. Awesome. Awesome. So like we chatted in our pre-chat um, regarding the True Elegance podcast, you know, it goes beyond just the external beauty, but looking at our heart, uh, inner values, our skills and experiences that make us the unique, special person that we are. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on here today, <laughs> because I know you talk a lot about our skills and our strengths and <laughs> I do. I do. Well, I think that you and I are very aligned that, um, you know, of course there's our external beauty and what people see, right. but when it comes to building our confidence, there's only so much and so far that that external beauty can do for us and take us. Right. So it's really about understanding who we are as a person, um, what makes us unique, because I believe we're all unique and special. Uh -huh. And according to social science and, and some of the tools we have, we can we can actually put words on that. Right, right. Beautiful. So how did this journey start for you? Like, how did you find your path to doing this? <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think for me, it started, you know, being in my youth, especially those teenage years where it's really challenging. You're, you know, we're challenged with communicating with our parents. We're challenged, you know, with our friendships and trying to find our place in the world and feeling comfortable in our own skin. So right. I don't feel like I'm unique with those feelings, but, but my path that led me down, you know, to where I am today is I, I uh, participated in some leadership development programs um, in my high school days and in my college days, and then um, really took to the leadership skills training and the communication skills training that I was learning. And then I would go back and become a student trainer um, mm -hmm. and then train other students and be a part of that and, and work with the motivational speakers. And mm -hmm. I really had a fire lit under me to help other people communicate that uniqueness better. Wow. Beautiful. And based on your experience, how many people do you think really know how to communicate their strengths and values? <laughs> I think, I think we're all challenged to do it to some extent, some a lot more than others. Some people will show up with confidence thinking that they can do it. And then when they try they miss the mark and, and missing the mark is where I'm trying to help people avoid mistakes in interviews. Right. Mm. But 
what um, Kristen Cherry, who wrote a, a book called UMAP and then created a certification and a, and a career assessment profile with it, she says it's hard to read the label when you are inside of the jar. Hmm. And so what's nice about, you know, look, taking assessments, possibly working with a coach or at least doing your own evaluations about who you are and journaling those thoughts out, that's what helps us read that label you know, work and work it out so that we can then explain what we have inside of our own jar. Beautiful. Can you say that statement one more time? It's hard to read the label. It's hard to read the label when you're inside of the jar. Right. 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 Absolutely. And it's very um, empowering when you can wrap your arms around the language that helps you explain it. A lot of us take assessments. Oh, I've taken this personality assessment. I've done this and that. And th- But if you ask people beyond superficial, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm a red or I'm a blue from the disc or I'm a ENTJ from Myers-Briggs. And you say, what does that really mean when mm-hmm. you show up in the world and you right. contribute? And then that's where they stumble. So the, the challenge is you go take these assessments and throw it in a drawer. It's really not that helpful. Right. So what is your recommendation for really discovering and enhancing our skills and our values? Well, I like to use the UMAP career profile assessment because it's four assessments in one. So I mentioned the DISC and Myers-Briggs. Those are personality assessments, and it tells us who we are, who we are in the world. For me, as a career transition coach, only having a personality assessment doesn't help me help other people explain how they're going to do their work. It just explains their personality. So what you get with the UMAP is you also get the top five strengths from StrengthsFinder. So when we know our natural talents and gifts, we can explain how we do what we do. We get a values assessment. Now I can explain to you why I do what I do. Why do I behave the way that I do? The values is where we either really have our heart singing in our work or in our relationships, or we have a mismatch. And then we have that sick stomach. We can't sleep at night. Those are the things that really, really matter to us. And then there's our skills. What motivates us in our work? And then what burns us out and makes us demotivated? Knowing these things helps us create a picture for other people of how we're going to show up, particularly on the job, because that's what I'm doing. (laughs) But you can use this tool to better your relationships as well. I mean, just knowing what my UMAP is and knowing what my husband's UMAP is, we have something very interesting to talk about. Hmm. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, for our listeners, by the way, UMAP is spelled Y-O-U-M-A-P. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, yes, because many people struggle with, um, like you said, translating what we've done in personality assessments. And many times we've learned that sometimes the goal is not necessarily to put yourself in a box box. So for example, if you do the disc and then you're like, oh, I'm a D, I'm so domineering and everybody doesn't like (laughs) Ds around them. So what are you going to do about that? (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, you brought up such an amazing point that oftentimes I forget when I'm talking with people, (laughs) but you're right. The personality assessments have all the good and some of the not so flattering things that Mm -hmm. are being reflected back. And sometimes it doesn't actually resonate with us. We look at it and we're like, Ooh, I don't want to show anyone this in a team meeting or it's true. (laughs) It it could be true or it does. It isn't true. And so when I'm the personality assessment that's affiliated with the UMAP is called the Holland because it's a careers related careers interests personality assessment. So when a person I'm working with doesn't agree with their entire archetype of who they are, what I do is I'll go back and look at the, the, the top five strengths and their values. And I can usually explain why it isn't landing with them. There's some reason. And then, you know what we do? We scratch it out. I'm like, I'm not going to hold you accountable. I don't want you holding this inside. If it feels uncomfortable, it's not you. It's right. It's personality assessment. (laughs) Wow. That's great. That's great. Can you give an example of maybe someone you've worked with or what you discovered in matching up, you know, their strengths, their values and their skills to translate it into something? Yeah. A lot of times what we're doing is we're actually taking the strengths, um, in particular and helping create like a statement that is a little bit like a branding statement. I hate to put people in a box with a one sentence thing, right? but what I would, I could use myself as an example. So my top five strengths um, are activator, focus, individualization, significance, and restorative. So with the top four in particular, I have some storytelling I can use. Um, And so for those of you who aren't, who are listening and not, uh, up to speed on the strengths finder strengths, maybe the way I explain it then will help you understand what's behind the word. So what I would tell people is with my natural talents, I activate myself, I activate other people and I can laser focus and keep them on track by customizing the individualization. I customize my approach because every person is unique and special right? and help bring out their significance. The thing that is so unique and special about them that is undeniable so that they can bring their careers to life or restore them or elevate them. Wow. So see how the language can be kind of, I can play with it on what I do for myself with my strengths, mm-hmm. but then how I use it to help other people amplify their brand. Right. Right. Wow. That's beautiful. And like you said, anytime I hear the word unique, it just packs up <laughs> some joy in my heart because that's something I'm an advocate for about how we're each unique and we can celebrate our differences and still make a positive impact wherever we find ourselves. So I believe that is definitely um, a valuable tool that many people should be exploring because it goes beyond just a label to bring out the entirety of who you are. Absolutely. It really, it gives a well-rounded or holistic view of a person. And what's so great is if you can understand another person's you map as well. It helps us make better choices on how we communicate with each other. 
If I know you have a certain set of values that aren't, you know, my top values, if I understand what yours are, then at least I can, I can approach you in a way that is honorable and respectful of where you're coming from and what matters to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, If I take it back a little step. um, So some people do struggle with figuring out what their values are. I don't know. Does that sound strange to you or does it sound sometimes right? Um, The way that the process that what we're, what I go through is people are just literally selecting values based on initially the word. So, um, you know, if I gave you a list of 80 words that represent a value and have you call it down to maybe your top 10, these are the, the words that resonate for me as a value. The way that I'm using that in my work is I'll ask people to take the top 10 and they define it for themselves because if I have a top value of freedom and you have a top value of freedom, it may mean two different things right. and that's okay. okay. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be out of the dictionary in a textbook, right? What I do is I'm asking people to then call it down to their top three so that when they come to a crossroads with maybe two offers, mm-hmm. we take the values and I'm asking them, can you live out these top important values to you in the new environment, with the people that you interacted with, with your new boss, with your new team? Was there anything about the process that gave you that little butterfly in your stomach and, you know, feel like something was wrong? And I have had, I have had clients who have initially gone to accept an offer and then they backed out because they're like, you know what? Doesn't feel right. Why does it not feel right? It's probably a values mismatch. Right. It doesn't align with their values. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I think that's an excellent way of um, defining it and looking at it as well. So um, there are definitely, you know, words and experiences that resonate with us and it can help us to define what our values are and then align our goals to be in line with those values. Absolutely. Absolutely. And our values may change a little bit over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that like through the seasons of life, right. right? what we might've held as a high value at age 16 may have shifted at the point we're entering adulthood or if we become a parent and so on. So right. it's okay to give yourself wiggle room that you don't have to be stuck in a box, you know, <laughs> with any of it. Right. Right. That's great. That's great. So how does this play into, you know, confidence building? Oh gosh, it th- that's an easy answer for me. <laughs> I I believe that if you if you know yourself, like you really understand and have words around it and then you can explain it and you practice explaining it, these are the foundational pieces of showing up with confidence. There's some other things too, like okay. for example, showing up um, one, one way to engender trust in us is to show up with executive presence, which like is a whole nother podcast, (laughs) you know, the elements of executive presence, there's three of them. It's, it's appearance, how we look Mm -hmm. communication, how we speak and gravitas, which is how we act. So I think the foundation before we even go into the executive presence realm is showing up 
knowing who we are and being able to speak to it. And then another piece I would say on top of all that is um, to, to lean in and have mentors and sponsors in your career, ask for mentors, ask for mentoring relationships. So you get feedback that is unbiased about how, how you are coming across in the world. And maybe those people also instill some confidence in you because they reflect back your awesome sauce. Oh, love that. Awesome sauce. (laughs) (laughs) You just, every week on my podcast, I learned some new vocabulary, not new, but you know, some things you might not find in the dictionary (laughs) you've heard along the way. And it just makes me excited. So share with us what is awesome sauce <laughs> <laughs> well to me it's it's all those that combination of how you uniquely show up in the world so my awesome sauce is going to be some combination of how i do what i do with my strengths my values the skills that motivate me who i am as a person in conjunction with what i know how to do and how i can get results and and what i do best and what a company or an organization or people can expect of me. That is the awesome sauce. Wow, it's beautiful. So <laughs> showing up with that awesome sauce. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I think for folks that may be listening in and they in particular work with a team of people, doing doing an exercise like the UMAP together actually could be very um a great bonding experience first of all you know going deep on oneself but then actually having set aside time to discuss it with other people i've been in situations where i i led a facilitated conversation with a small company and we put you know the poster paper up on the walls and we put everyone's strengths up and they started to have a conversation about what that meant so they could now see how everyone enjoyed doing their work naturally. But what was fascinating was when we talked about their values and the skills that motivated them and demotivated them. And once they could see there were things they were doing and communicating in ways that were rubbing up against people's values, and maybe some of the people were doing things that burnt them out in their jobs, Mm -hmm. they started bartering and trading some of the work right there in the room. And then they were like, Oh, I didn't know when I said this type of thing that that rubbed you the wrong way. Like they didn't know. And just seeing all of this is like, it brings out this huge reflection of who everybody is in the room. Right. Right. Wow. That's, that's definitely interesting, you know, for team building and discovering strengths and all that. Um, how does that play into the definition of one's weaknesses? (laughs) Okay. So every strength has um, a shadow side Hmm. or barriers to success. So if we overuse our strengths, um, it could cause us trouble with our relationships, how we communicate or how we influence people or get things done. So part of the evolution of understanding oneself is to understand that if we end up overusing something that is our natural talent, it could be off-putting to people. So what's the first, you know, step toward getting along with people better? Self-awareness. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a deep one. So for example, if um, you're a stickler for making sure everything 
is perfect. You know, sometimes they talk talk about being a perfectionist, but we don't even want to use that word again. Right, right. <laughs> but I think that also brings out the point you're sharing because then if you're into every detail of anything, then eventually you're going to get into peop on people's nerves because they're like, stop. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. And this is not even work related. And I think it's kind of cute and funny is um, once there are people that we don't, we come across that, that don't have the same communication style. And that can be really frustrating. So for me, I'm an activator and I'm an extroverted thinker. And I'm like, let's get it all out here and then let's move. Let's do something. That's okay. my natural state. Okay. I have a neighbor who is very deliberative and looks at every single angle of a problem, whether he agrees with the different avenues or not. And he needs to play the devil's advocate. <laughs> and he's more methodical and a deeper thinker than I am. Like mm -hmm. overall, it doesn't mean I don't think and I'm not intelligent, but right. his natural state is to take his time, which can be like, okay. But I acknowledge and honor who he is as a person. So if we're at a neighborhood meeting and we're discussing some challenging thing we're all trying to resolve, mm -hmm. then I need to take a deep breath and let that person go through whatever, because when I do that, maybe something amazing comes out of his mouth that's right. really helpful. But if I want to activate and cut him off and move forward, mm -hmm. we all miss out on that. Right, right. Understanding where that person is coming from, understanding maybe their strengths or their mm -hmm. humor <laughs> will help you to be able to give some grace and allow them to radiate their true elegance, which is a term I like to use. <laughs> I think that's that's true. And I what I think is when we understand ourselves and we are more aware of others, even though I've never done the UMAP like with my neighbor, when I'm more aware and I can recognize that there are those differences, I get a choice to behave better. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I just want you to share um, what services you offer and that and how that plays into what we've discussed today, because you never know, there's some people on the show that might be needing your expertise. Absolutely. Well, in in my in my day job, I'm affiliated with an executive search firm. So I have there's a team of people that um, occasionally I'll do some executive search, but mostly I'm doing interview skills training in corporations as a part of that group. And then I've got my own company where I created a career transition coaching program. A lot of the people who hire me fall into a couple categories. Some have jobs and they're really trying to move up. And so what they're doing is asking my support for confidence building mm -hmm. and positioning and being able to explain their unique value proposition. And in some cases, we're literally trying to create that ideal role so they can pitch themselves to move into something that really makes them excited. So that's part of it. The other part are some people are making a very difficult transition, profit to nonprofit, hmm. nonprofit to profit. That's really challenging to leap over the, into that chasm. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's people that have been laid off and so on. Most of the people I'm working with are leaders, their managers, directors, and executives. Okay. Um, and what we're doing is we're building up their, that storytelling and we take their storytelling and move that into the resume development and the LinkedIn development, mm -hmm. interview prep, 
job search strategy. It's really a nine-step model that I have. I call it career velocity. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, and speaking about that, how can people find you and where can they find you? Oh, my two favorite places. One is you can um, you can find me at GinaRileyConsulting.com. And I actually have a free webinar people can download and it gives okay. them a workbook on making a career transition plan. So totally free. You don't need a coach to do it. You can make a plan. Um, and then the other is on LinkedIn. And I would say, if you heard us here talking today, uh -huh. send me a personalized connection request. Yes. Let me, you know, let me know that you heard me on the podcast. Um, it's so important to make those personal connections because we all get the sales pitches uh -huh. I don't know about you. I check every, yeah, every single day. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Gina, for being on the show today. It's been amazing um, discussing with you. And thank you for all the valuable information you've shared. We'll be sure to include your information in our show notes and stay connected with you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to be notified of every new episode. Leave a review and share this podcast with that elegant lady in your life. This is a space where we can come together to empower and inspire each other and live feeling elevated and enlightened. See you in the next episode.